Welcome to the White Stripe Podcast. This podcast is powered by Zoom. All right, you good? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. All right, today I'm joined by one of my favorite online people. He's someone I've met a long time ago. I've seen him a couple of times, and I honestly really respect this guy. He's an online content creator as well as a business person. You can check out their business on Instagram at victorious.supply. You can find him online at Andre Lagdemeo. Andre, thanks yep. for coming in. Thanks so much, Stray. Actually, business person, that's funny. I just <laughs> had to make peanut butter a few months ago, you know, because hey, of quarantine. Hey. <laughs> and I was like, I really like peanut butter, so why not sell it to people if they buy it? So, but Is yeah, you know, you. Um, well, I make the peanut butter, but mm. my mom started making this like natural immunity booster because okay, okay. you know a lot of people are into health. So yeah, right. that's what we just started, and it's been going pretty good. So, in my book, you're a business person. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, if if you if you're saying that, all right, I'm I'm gonna take it. <laughs> so, I guess I am now. Add that to your capture, at your bio. I'm just yeah. I am all right. Officially a <laughs> Certified by Trey Amulia. All right, so. I follow you online, and recently I've heard you speak out about certain topics. That's mm. one reason why I decided it'll be great to have you on the show. Um, something happened recently that I don't really know how to explain it, but all I can say is that the marketing was disgusting. Mm. Um, Netflix released a movie that seemed to glorify minors in a sexual manner, yeah. and you released. And while this is not about the movie, you released. Um, you released your thoughts on happiness, right? You were yeah. saying how, yes, happiness is a good thing in its, in, in when you look at it, but at the same time, there should be like certain boundaries to it. Mm. Um, can you explain what you meant by that? Yeah. So um, I, was, I was going through this, uh, like some reviews on the show, and some people uh, were saying how um, kind of makes them feel good, like if they watch it, because... And with, you know, the fact that someone's saying it makes them feel good, mm. I'm thinking, wait a second, this is like an 11-year-old provocatively mm. dancing. That makes you feel good. So there's already something uncomfortable in mm. me because that, you know, that, that whole sure. notion yeah. just is, isn't right. But then um, one of the things I remember just hearing a lot, uh, whether that's, you know, in, in Instagram posts or, or Twitter or you know, just throughout social media where people have this famous quote, mm. if it makes you happy, then just right, do it. Right. And at first it sounds nice because it's like, yeah, I feel good. It makes me happy. But the thing is, what if what makes you happy is unhealthy? Mm. Is that fine? Right. Or what if what makes you happy puts another person at risk or harms another person? Does mm. that mean it's fine to do it? Right. Um, so I was saying happiness, like just aiming for happiness or whatever makes you feel good mm. is actually dangerous because you can end up hurting yourself or hurting another person. Right. So you have to balance. Like we're not supposed to just aim for what makes us happy or what makes us feel good. Like, you know, like working out, uh, when you're starting to work out, it doesn't always feel good, That's true. but you know, it's healthy for you. Yeah. Or like it, it feels good to just stay in bed, watch Netflix and like binge watch everything. But is that the healthiest choice? Probably not. And so you have to balance it as well. It's not all about chasing the feel-good moment. Right, right. Yeah. I think that's a very important thing that we need to discuss as a generation as well. Mm. Um, I'm sure it's not just us, right? We've had 
the previous generation instilled some of that into us, you know, like the, which is not necessarily in the bad. I'm sure that they had good intentions, you know, like follow your dreams. Um, yeah. You can be anything because a lot of them grew up not being able to do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So in a way of empowering the thought of, hey, follow your dreams, follow what makes you happy. I'm sure that some of them, you know, it's very good intent, but to a certain extent, I've seen that, especially online, right? And it's come to the point where people are just doing, hey, it makes me happy. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. Right? It's People are saying, I like doing this. I know it's toxic. I know it's detrimental to another person's health, but it makes me happy. Where do you, where do you draw the line with, with, hey, it's my dream to do this, and as well as, no, this, you shouldn't be doing this just because it gives you temporary happiness? Mm. You know, these are, these are really big questions, but <laughs> I think it, it's great. Um, for me personally, one of the indicators, uh, well, just a practical one is, is it producing healthy benefits for you? Okay. Like, uh, at the, at the health, like a health perspective, um, let's just say, you know, eating barbecue chips. I love barbecue chips. Okay. Man, if I, if I eat that every single day, it might, it might feel good, but like, I'm going to be like, this is not really good for me to eat all the time mm, because sure. of what it contains. And, you know, you can kind of replace the barbecue chips for any other thing. Like it might be, it might be a, a I don't know, a certain habit or, mm. or even like gossiping about people. Like maybe it might be nice to gossip. But is that a really healthy for you? Like, is mm. that producing anything good? Mm. Um, and then another aspect for me, of course, is is faith because faith is a big part of my life. So, right. if if um, what I'm doing is not building me closer to the person, like the central central person of my faith, who is Jesus, mm. uh, and it's bringing me further, I don't think this is something I should go into because it's mm. bringing me farther from what you know, what God's heart is all about. So I I don't think I want to head there. Why shouldn't people seek for happiness on its own? You feel it and I feel it. You know, when we're happy, it's it's a good time in our life. It's a good time in our day even. But in your opinion, in your perspective, why shouldn't people seek for happiness on its own? Like, kind of like what I was mentioning earlier, if it's just purely happiness, you might be... It's like, um, how do you say this? It's like happiness might be the front, but then behind it, there might be destruction. Okay, yeah. And, and that's the dangerous part because I'm all for people, you know, uh, kind of like feeling good. But then if it's yeah, destructive yeah. and it, if it's sure. destroying you and destroying another person, I wouldn't want to see an, a person get destroyed by an unhealthy habit or maybe mm-hmm. even an addiction. You know, people are into addictions and... It feels good, but like the 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 side effect of it, the damage it might cause. Mm. I don't want to see people uh, digging into more damage right. because it just like for me, um, it just hurts to see someone kind of like so so caught up in the happiness that it's like even if it even if it's destroying me, it's fine. Like it hurts mm, me okay. because yeah, yeah. I. I feel for them. Like I, mm. I want to help kind of take them out if I can or like help uh, like bring some, some light and be like, hey, you know, this actually might uh, damage you more than you think. There, mm. there, there could be certain things you have to think about. Yeah. So. 
if it's not happiness, what do we need to search for, in your opinion? If it's not happiness, okay. For me, I know this sounds so cliche, but oh my god, just just saying the line, um, searching for purpose. Okay. In what you do. Can you explain because, that a bit? Okay, go ahead. And and not and and by purpose, I mean purpose that is is not only fulfilling for you like like that on the happy side mm. but purpose that it grows you and and it's morally good it's mm. more but then the whole concept you know the whole talk on morality is also <laughs> a huge, huge thing what is good and that, that's, is, another, that's another yeah. for another day <laughs> yeah but but something grounded in purpose that's not just all all happy feelings but it's actually mm. beneficial for your growth for your health and for me beneficial for my faith beneficial right. for for what i stand for which is yeah like my convictions on faith and and health not just you know surface level health but emotional health yeah. your your mental health your spiritual yeah. health so yeah searching for purpose in what you do and i think if if we all decided to do that obviously it, it's it's not the easiest thing um at times like when emotions are the the loudest voice but mm. you have to ask yourself like what's worth it like is it really for worth sure. uh just settling for happiness at yeah. the expense of all of this stuff yeah i'm very curious because it's a very deep conviction that you have on this what are yeah. the moments in your life that made you realize all this stuff um well to give one example i can think of like right mm, of the bat um you know how if let's say someone close to you whether that's family or a close friend let's say does something wrong to you or like mm. there's an argument that happens mm. and and you want to hold in all of the anger and like not talk to them like yeah. it feels good not to forgive it feels good <laughs> wow, just to be wow. like no you did the wrong thing mm. i'm just gonna like you have to come back to me you have to say sorry to me you have to apologize and do all this stuff i'm just here you, and i you relate go ahead yeah. go on go on and go on. and it feels good Mm. But I ask myself, is it worth it holding on to all of this anger and unforgiveness? Mm. Oh, I'm like, no, I value, like, especially if you value the relationship. For me, I ask myself, if I value this relationship, I have to look beyond this. And it might mean sacrificing my pride, how yeah. I feel, yeah. but it's worth it and it's healthy. And, um, yeah so like of course there there is certain argue uh depending on the on the case of the of the argument and whatever but i think uh, in general like when it comes to let's say family arguments or arguments let's say with your closest friends right and yeah we have to be willing to put our pride aside sometimes and just just be willing to make yeah. the first move and that's that's one like at the at the top of my head that i can for sure say. i think that's a good point you said about value it depends what you value right yeah. Um, if you value that relationship, that person, then yeah. you'll do what you need to do. Um, whether yeah. it hurts, whether it might take time, like yeah. you mentioned. Um, sometimes forgiveness takes a while. But honestly, yeah. when I, in my own experiences with, let's say that, um, forgiveness, right? It feels good to be like, no, you're on the wrong end. Yeah. You know, you're like, <laughs> like no, I don't have anything to prove, which I, I don't think I did also. Yeah. But yeah. 
at the same time, it was kind of eating me as well because people mm. started whenever people talked about the situ- certain situation, I'd get so like fed up. I'd be like, Ugh. like you know, like my my heart wasn't. Um, uh, it didn't feel at peace anymore whenever I thought about it. And I just, yeah. I, I realized after a while that that was that, it was that temporary feeling of like, no, I'm right. Mm. And then this gives me a certain pass or it's, it gives yeah. me a certain feeling of not necessarily happiness, but something close to it, right? You're like, yeah. hey. like, um, And it's crazy how we live in that generation also that, we talk about we kind of want to search for that temporary thing, right? Mm-hmm. In exchange for the healthy long-term stuff, mm-hmm. and in your in your own life or in lives you see around you, yeah. What are some healthy habits people have that you go beyond happiness in your own experience? What what are these habits or perspectives? Um. Finding people you can be vulnerable with. Okay, that's a great one. Yeah, because you know a lot of uh, I think a lot of times it can it can be easy to isolate mm. when you're feeling anxious or challenged, and then especially if if you feel like oh if I open up what are they gonna think of me or mm. you know I have this reputation to be strong or you know to have it all together and now that I open up that I'm actually having a difficult time. Yeah, yeah. Like that that image kind of kind of drops down. Right. And I've, I've looked at certain people who are willing to be vulnerable. And interestingly enough, when they're vulnerable, like it's helped so much people and it's helped them, but it's also helped encourage more people to be, to be vulnerable and to, to be open about yeah. going through weaknesses. Obviously, it's not like, uh, it doesn't mean you have to go tell the entire world what you're struggling with, yeah. <laughs> but at least find the right people to open up to. And yeah. that's something I've been trying to do like in my own life. Like, that's great. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, like a little bit of background on me. Um, I, I really love to encourage people. Like if I can encourage someone, I'm going to try, you know, take the opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of people have noticed that because uh, I just, I just do it. Like I, I try my best to intentionally encourage. But the thing is, I remember there was a time where I was having a really, really rough, rough moment. And, and a lot of people didn't know what I was facing. And I was kind of like, wait a second, if I open up about what I'm going through, uh, they're going to kind of lose the picture of the encouraging Andre. The oh, I get that. Andre, I get that. The, right, the one yeah. who's always building people up. Yeah. Like, they might think, oh, like, what encouragement are you talking about? You're the one here. And I was, I was like thinking, should I open up and should I? Yeah, yeah. And, and later on, I realized, wait a second. I'm a human being. Mm. I go through these things. Like, I'm mm. not exempt. And if I hold, the, like, if I just hold on to everything I'm feeling and keep it to myself, chances are things are going to get worse. And I'm just going to live so frustrated. Oh, and, for sure. And, you know. Uh, piled up with everything so and I, like i remember hearing this analogy like you know those big inflatable beach balls like if you put one of those things under the water the deeper you try to push the inflatable ball under the water the harder it is to contain mm. but then after a while it's going to be hard to hold and then that's just gonna like right. go up and, and make a huge splash and 
I think sometimes we're like that with our hearts or with our emotions. Like we try to kind of like hold yeah. it down, hold it down. And then later on, it just creates a splash that doesn't just affect you, but those around you. And sure. so I think vulnerability is, is something. Yeah. I think that's very important. It's mm. also in my own life where I get you, you know, we live in this world where I'm not, and I'm not just blaming the world. It's also my own self, you know, yeah. um, we live in the, we live in a culture and a society and in our own hearts that we don't want to show people our mistakes. You know, it's like if you build up an image, especially I understand what you're saying. Cause I also grew up somewhat in that um, uh, space where, you know, people see you and they're like, Oh, this guy's this. Yeah. And you're thinking, Hey, if I start saying, hey, like, I'm struggling with this, then yeah. that image is going to deteriorate and people will think of me differently. So I kind of, I totally understand where you're coming from. But on the side of vulnerability, I agree 100%. It's not the first thought that came into my mind. But once yeah. you said it, I was like, you know, you're right. Um, we do need vulnerability. And we also need to be accountable with each other. But then there's also that other extreme, right, when it comes to accountability. Um, where you, that what you said, you don't have to tell the whole world. That's not what it means. Yeah. Right. Um, we live in we live in an online culture that seeks for accountability. I don't find any wrong in that, but mm. like when someone powerful or you know makes a mistake that's detrimental to others, I believe that it should be examined and criticized yeah. if necessary. Mm. However, it seemed to also veer too far away into being unforgiving. Even when the person who's criticized says sorry, tries to mm. fix things. Yeah. And this is kind of summarized as cancel culture. Mm. In your perspective, how would you define cancel culture? Uh, all right. Now, I, I haven't been on Urban Dictionary to get the proper Same. internet I, definition. I, I, I did not go on Urban Dictionary on <laughs> yeah. purpose. I was like, you know, I'm yeah. not searching for this. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get like honest truth, perspective, <laughs> subjective yeah. answers. Like, what, what's your definition on it? Cancel culture, I think, is when. Okay, again, this is how I see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's like when you're, when let's say someone creates a a, a mistake or does something wrong or something says something you don't agree with, and you, kind of block them out, from, from speaking. And you kind of like, yeah, just push them aside. Like, I don't want to hear what you say. Actually, you should. You probably even shouldn't be talking because you just made a mistake. So just go away. That's kind of how I, how I see cancel culture. Yeah, it feels to me like we're living in a world that's everyone's just performing for each other. That mm. we have to perform because if the world finds out about the mistakes, we'll become canceled. You know, it, it's something that, and especially as someone who's. Um, I mean, I trust you that you're not doing anything that's cancel-worthy right now, but... The... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Is being canceled online something to be afraid of? Well, wow. Now, that, that, well, I think, in a sense, with, of course, it depends on what mm. you're doing. For sure, like, for sure. To what degree, but yeah. I think in one way or another, we're going to get canceled by people because as a human you are going to commit mistakes mm. and i mean i'm not i'm not trying to say like uh i i plan to be canceled like <laughs> oh, you know i hope i hope in my life like this coming month i'm just going to get canceled but, like, i'm not afraid no. <laughs> yeah. yeah but 
Hmm. I, I, you were asking right about not being afraid of being mm. canceled. Yeah. Um, Is it something to be afraid of? Well, for me, like let's say with everything I post and what I share, yeah, I I try to be at um, well, one I try to come from the heart, and two I try to see okay, am I wording it in such a way that uh m- might not that won't bring misunderstanding like if mm. i can keep it as clear right, as possible right, right. i'm gonna try and if ever someone let's say does cancel me or you know, says like what are you what the heck are you posting uh i'd probably just be like oh um like can i clarify what you're trying to say what you're trying mm. to point out maybe we can like we can talk about it so yeah i i personally don't think you have to be afraid if you're willing to have the conversation and okay. ask, okay, what is it that you disagree with? And yeah. maybe something I can learn that I did not yeah. see. Yeah. But if you have, you know, extreme pride, of course, be afraid <laughs> of it because you're going to get <laughs> <laughs> no, That's a good point. Um, it, it's varying degrees, of course. Like yeah. what I said, I don't think you'll be canceled or something. But there will be a lot of people who disagree with your points. Because of that kind of mindset, right? put down to a, ma- um, a smaller degree, once they hear something that they don't agree with, automatically all your other points are invalid. Th- that happens sometimes. Ah. Um, so you have the bigger scale cancel culture of you know, these celebrities and these people who they're saying cancel them, don't let them have any more jobs, don't let them have any more of the- these positions in Hollywood or whatever, or yeah. these big, um, let's say, politicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you also go to the um, really small degree to the personal and I think that also happens. Do you see that also in your life? Uh, I, like one of the one of the things I was thinking of was where um, one of one a person I know was was posting about uh, racial injustice, and I was like, okay, this is really good. This yeah, person yeah. is talking about racial injustice, but then out of nowhere, like another friend was just uh, just shared how that person actually behind behind the Instagram is kind of like showing behavior that's contrary to, to advocating for, you know, justice mm. towards like racism. Right. And so I was like, wait a second, what's going on? Cause I see the post and then this person's saying this, so I'm like, mm. you know, it'd be so easy to be like, you know, that person's canceled. Like I'm going to mess yeah, with yeah, them yeah. and say like, screw you. You're freaking, like, you're, you're my friend this- told me that. Yeah. Yeah, like you're you're a hypocrite, and you know? mm-hmm. but what I tried to do is I I I said like, hey, I you know I heard something uh, that that maybe your behavior was actually kind of hypocritical to what you posted, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not here to immediately say you're this and you're that, but um, if there's anything like if you really are. Uh, going against what you're saying, I'm like, you might want to check that. And mm. I want to know as well what you'd like to say. So yeah. we had this conversation. And I think it was good because um, that person got to hear me out as well. And it, it wasn't like, you know, when a person's mad through chat, they're like all caps and like yeah, yeah, yeah. they put periods. Because <laughs> if you're not mad, you don't put a period. Put but a like period. when you put a period, it's like, whoa, that's it. Is it that's all weird. properly spelled? With a period uh, in the end, you know, they- <laughs> people, yeah, people become better at their grammar and spelling and when they're mad, like, when they're mad. 
but I think this one was way more relaxed and and both of us got to understand yeah where you're coming from yeah so I think that was one area where where like I I could personally say how I I didn't give in to immediately canceling the person and it 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 shows how you can actually have a dialogue <laughs> you know with someone and and yeah. have a conversation and instead of just saying you did wrong you did wrong you did wrong why not maybe ask a question first obviously depends on the situation yeah. but i think it would help if if we just give people more grace and yeah. like ask the question ask the question sure. to understand i assume so. that i assume that you have a relationship with this person which is why it's uh, yeah, we're not easier. we're not super we're not super okay. close actually. Like we've only hung out a few times. Okay, okay. But but I was like, this is a really huge thing. Like if you're sure. if you're being racist and you're posting about being anti-racist, I'm like, that's messed up. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask you, hey, like, uh, can I ask you a few questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's an important thing to to discuss all, as well. Um, we do, we're not just here to say like, hey, you're a hypocrite. You can't do the good thing that you want that you're saying to do. Like, you know what I mean? It's not that. Um, some sometimes it goes the other way. Where, for example, um, if you see someone's has racist comments, you're like, wala na to. This guy is just racist. We can't do anything about it. Like that's that's veering too far on the other end. Um, yeah. personally, well, we we can never really know the intent of a person's heart. Mm. But in my core, I believe. People deserve second chances. Well, no, deserve is not the right word, but people need second chances, no matter what they've done. Is that something you agree with? Or do you think there are boundaries to that? That's huge because, like, <laughs> you know, uh, I think it's what I believe is that. But then I think if I'm faced with a situation where it's really put to the test, let's say if it's a huge thing. Uh, and it's really painful. I don't know how I would react to uh, mm. be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give you a second chance. I don't know. But I would like to say for me, what I stand on is, uh, yeah, giving people a second chance, giving people grace to be understood and maybe to try again because there are many times I have failed mm. and people showed me grace or like, you know, people gave me another chance to try. Yeah. So I want to help, you know, just extend that as well yeah if someone says like no i can't forgive this person this person did this to me right this horrible thing um i can't forgive them what would be your encouragement to that or what would be your piece of advice i would say or a chunk of a mindset that you'd like to share that they don't have to receive right away but if yeah. you could instill this into a person's mindset what would it be yeah actually uh, I had I had a friend say the exact words like I cannot forgive this person and yep. it was actually um, this friend was talking about someone in their family which makes it harder because you know oh, you're, yeah. you're, you grew up together you're related yeah. by blood and and it's like family you know they're supposed to be there for you but then they can often be the people sometimes that hurt you the most yep. and it's hard and my friend was saying you know I can't I can't forgive this person and it's super easy just to be like, Hey, come on, like get over it. And you know, mm. just forgive them. And yeah. And I think that's not the way to go. Like sometimes I think 
toxic positivity just be like just get over it just let yeah. like that's one of the most insensitive things right. for me right. so instead of doing that i was like i'm really sorry that you're experiencing this pain and that right. that person hurt you um and i i just took time to listen like whatever that person had to say i'm gonna listen but yeah. then i also raised the point i'm like you know what i understand how you feel and what you feel right right now which is hurt and pain that's completely valid because that yeah. person hurt you but there's gonna come a point like i i asked this person the question like what if that person in your family uh died and mm. you were holding on to this unforgiveness and to this hate would you have regretted like not making amends or like mm. or like uh you know having that closure to to kind of like uh, get back together somewhat like you know make the relationship better again would yep. you regret it and I remember my friend just being like like staring at me and my friend is like I never thought about it that way I'm like mm. yeah because what you know that person's life is not guaranteed what if they actually do pass away and you yeah. don't don't see it coming yeah you know will you carry that regret for the rest of your life and my friend was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to think about that. And I'm like, yeah, all right, for sure. it's something you should think about. And I wasn't saying this in like, like, yeah, you got to think about it because <laughs> if you don't, like you're messed. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was just concerned for my friend. And the, the amazing thing was like, I remember months later, my friend came to me and said, you know what? Uh, I made amends. Yeah. And, and, and like, also after a few months. I, I, yeah, yeah like our relationship yep. is better now. And yep. I was just so glad that one, that person was willing to share what 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 that person was going through, but mm. then two, that you know, that it's actually possible to to like for things to get better. You like you don't have to cancel the person forever yeah. and then yeah. they're just gone forever. It's like yeah. it's possible for things to get better. Right. So how do you keep the balance of keeping someone accountable, right? Because at the same time, we don't want to go to the other end where we say, like, oh, you can do whatever you want, right? There has to be some accountability. Yeah. How do you keep the balance between keeping someone accountable but not canceling them outright? Keeping, I think that's where asking questions and having a conversation mm. comes in. Because when you yeah. have a conversation you're still, it's like you're checking them like, hey, I heard you say this or I saw you acting this way. And um, I just want to ask you like, well, what made you do that action or, or say those words? Yeah. Because you're, you're being accountable because you're checking, but then at the same time, you're not immediately dismissing them saying, you know what, you, like, you're out. Like, I'm not going to uh, listen to you or what mm. you have to say. And when you have a conversation, it gives people space to, yeah, share share what's on their heart what's on their mind what you know why they did what they did yeah and it's a honestly it's a simple thing but mm. it doesn't necessarily mean it's the easiest thing especially of course on a case-to-case -case basis having a conversation with somebody that's done a huge mistake or something that's painful to you yeah could be a difficult thing but i think conversations are completely necessary if you want to balance yeah. the two because yeah i think that's that's really like the most practical step last few questions um yeah. to somebody that's thinking about it 
right now and they're saying, I think I've, in my head, canceled this person. Mm. You mentioned to have that conversation and stuff. What What are the other things that you'd like to tell the person who's, you know, considering canceling somebody? Uh, I mean, you know, I go by this thing where do you know it's, it's a common thing as well said like in in faith like do unto others what you want someone mm. to do to you and i would say if you're in that person's place and someone completely canceled you how would you feel yeah uh if if someone's like you know what i'm not going to hear what you have to say and i i don't even want to hear you speak i don't want to hear you know you're just completely out um like would you be okay with that and if your answer is no then maybe you want to consider not yeah <laughs> yeah but for sure um i don't know if you say yes oh, i don't know what to say. <laughs> like, okay i guess go yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it no but um yeah just to consider you know what the effects might be if you do cancel this person out of your life okay maybe uh again it's, it's always a case-to-case basis i right, can't say sure, for, for sure, all for situations sure. but Let's say in in a situation where, um, let's say I don't know, a friend just said something that that hurt you, but and like you misunderstood each other, mm. um, and you might be like, oh, I'm not gonna forgive this person, and I hate this person. Um, like, are you gonna, are you gonna be satisfied just by holding on to your anger, but then losing the relationship mm. with that person you actually value? Like, yeah, if that satisfies you. You might want to check really like what you prioritize because it seems like you're prioritizing just, uh, you know, going with how you feel again, going with how you feel versus what might be healthy for you yeah. and for the relationship you have. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge thing. It's a complicated thing. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say not just to immediately settle for an action, but to ask yourself certain questions before you make the action. Mm. So like, how will this affect me? How will yeah, this affect yeah. this other person? Maybe people involved. Yeah. yeah. How about to somebody who's living in fear that mm. they think, if I voice my opinion, if I voice my perspective, people who disagree with me will, you know, push me aside and won't take me seriously. Or I might lose opportunity because... I spoke out against something I really believed in. Um, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be the big picture cancel culture, but then what I mentioned, like yeah. personal. What would you say mm. to a person that's struggling with that fear of mm. being pushed aside because he or she voiced their opinion? Mm. One of the things I, I try to think in situations like that, um, so personally, like, when I'm afraid of, of speaking against something that I, I feel mm-hmm. like is, is really worthy of being spoken about, I think, okay, if I stay silent and let fear really just keep my mouth shut, um, nothing's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe no one's going to cancel me, but no one's also going to get help. Like, what if what I say mm-hmm. is actually what someone needs to hear, yeah. but because yeah. I just kept shut, no one will hear that. Yeah. That person that needed it won't be able to hear that. So I think, uh, okay, yes, uh, you, the, fear, the fear is valid. No one's going to speak against you, but then you're not going to help anyone either. Mm. And, you know, it, it's like you'll miss out on an opportunity because what if 
there's just one person that's like, you know, exactly what you shared. That's what, that's what helped me. That's what I yeah, needed to yeah, hear. Yeah. I think that's, that's what makes it worth it because uh, there, there are always going to be people one way or another that will not agree with you. Yeah. But then there will be people that will, you know, really appreciate what you have to say. Mm. And that's what makes it worth it. For sure. Um, so I think just the, the focus on, Hey, this might, this might, you know, help one person. And if that's your focus, I think it's worth it. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Any last words on the topic before we go on break? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something stupid, like drink your water, <laughs> like, bro. Sometimes you forget you got to hydrate. All right. We're going to take a quick break. All right, we're back from the break. Um, we're still here with Andre. Um, Andre, you have a new business. Mm-hmm. W- what do you guys have? Um, it's like supplements, right? Peanut butter? Well, well, <laughs> peanut butter is a supplement. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was you know, pack, jam-packed with all the, the vitamins. <laughs> but no, so just over quarantine, right? Since uh, majority of my work involves... Uh, going to events or like right, right. hosting and mm. you know being with people uh since that's kind of been put to a pause mm. i was thinking all right uh i can't i can't just be hopeful and not try anything i gotta sure. try and do, do something as well so yeah. i was like you know what? i really like peanut butter and i eat it a lot like as a snack or you know for breakfast yeah. or you know just just whenever so I'm like, I just at first, honestly, I just wanted to learn how to make it because I wanted to make it for myself. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, and then I realized, okay, maybe some people might want to take the one, the one I'm making because, it, like, I added um, like healthier alternatives. Like, let's say mm. instead of just regular oil, it's coconut oil, and okay, okay, like regular sugar, it's coconut sugar. So just the simple things. I was like, all right. So and some people are buying. So I'm like, cool. I mean, I'm enjoying the <laughs> peanut butter. You're enjoying the peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're both good. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like what's what started. But like right now, I'm honestly continually looking for things as well to do. Um, okay. In terms of, yeah, just like what can I do that one is still connected with uh, maybe what I'm passionate about. Right. For uh, sure. But but two. Something that you know can help me earn because we all need to earn money. Oh, like for we, sure, we, for we sure. That. So yeah, so yeah, uh, that's kind of what I've been like regards to that business. Mm. But um, one of the good things actually, uh, which I'm so so thankful for, was last is it last week I had my first shoot after okay. six or seven months, and it was completely different because you know you had to get the swab test. And, yeah, yeah. And I was I was scared, bro. Like that, that that. <laughs> how was that? How how was the test? Um, it's. Did it hurt? Okay, it's more in the mind. Okay. When I was going through it, it felt more like a tickle in the nostril. <laughs> like maybe maybe he was the the you know the the healthcare worker is really gentle, mm. but it felt like a uncomfortable tickle in the nostril. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but after, bro, I was I was tearing up, and then I felt like sneezing. But it was fast, like five ten seconds. And okay, okay. What I really appreciated was the process of the shoot was way more organized than like mm. you know because some shoots um, before like there's so much people and yeah. sometimes there can be lots of delays. Oh, for sure. But with this one, 
it was, you know, people were like sticking by the schedule. Yeah. People were making sure hygiene was in check and it was good. And I was just like, wow, this is like, <laughs> in a sense, one of the things I'm grateful for, because I realized, whoa, you can actually do the job with a lot less people yeah, and a lot less time and have it like organized. And yeah. I'm like, that's great. So that's something I think we should adapt, you know, even when quarantine yeah, is over. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some of my friends who have shoots as well. And yeah. then, did everyone have like that suit thing on? Or no, not necessarily? Um, I, the ones that had the suit were the photographers okay. and the staff. But then for the ones, um, for like the talents or the mm. ones yeah, uh, in the shoot, we were required like, you know, the mask and the sure. shield. Yeah. Mm. I want to ask you again about your business. Um, yeah. What's it like being an entrepreneur of peanut butter? um well honestly it's it's really comforting and satisfying like i think it just makes me feel really grateful when someone says you know what i tried what you made yeah i actually really enjoyed it wait so you you make it yourself i I make it myself nice all right yeah and i don't know it's one of it's so nice you know like I i think you can relate like if you create something and then someone says, "You know what? I really appreciate what yeah. you made, and yeah. like, I really enjoyed that." Yeah, it it just it just makes you feel like, "Oh, thank you!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, for sure, like, for sure. Yeah, so it's it's been good. Um, yeah, and yeah, I'm 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 grateful for the people that have got peanut butter during this time. I remember because yeah. I follow you on Instagram, and then yeah. a couple months ago, suddenly you were just like, "Hey, look what I made." Um, <laughs> I was like, yo, like yeah. this guy, this guy's hustling. I feel like a lot of people in quarantine are going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, uh, coffee or cookies or bread, yeah. like we're all yeah. just kind of living through that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no offense if you make it, go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. I see it everywhere now. Like, yeah, Ubipandasal. <laughs> you have your, um, people who make sisig for like, in tubs, like those, those are cool. Yeah. What's it like starting it in quarantine? Is it because it's in quarantine that's why you decided to start it? And if is it something you want to make in the future, or is this just like a more of a? I'm just taking it day by day thing. Yeah, uh, I definitely didn't think I'd be making peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 a quarantine thing for yeah, sure. Okay, but I was also just realizing like one, um, it's a good thing to think about. Like besides your primary source of income thinking of something else as well that you can earn on the side because yep. i don't know i think it's just being wise like uh and i'm sure we all love just an extra amount of income and mm. and uh yeah i i i'm not i'm not really sure if this is going to be something i continue long term but i for sure want to just continue to search for more things I can create that yeah. I can possibly sell as well in the future. Cause yeah. it's something I want to adopt, like looking for new ways to do something that that's one, not, like not just beneficial uh, for me, but then that I could also earn from for sure. Like, so I think having that constant search and just, you know, just being open to ideas is something that I want to take with me, you know, moving forward. How would you encourage people to start something new? even in quarantine, even with the limited resources? Because that's something you did, right? It's something that, yeah. oh, I have ingredients, or you bought ingredients. Yeah. I can make peanut butter for myself. You did it for yourself, right? You made it. Yeah. And yeah. then you decided to sell it. Yeah. Um, 
to the person that is thinking about starting something, whether it's a project, whether it's a passion project, whether it's for money, what would you want to say to that person? Yeah, um, it's kind of sim- uh, kind of related to what I was saying earlier when you're asking about um, if that person is struggling with fear, right? Mm, yeah. Fear, of, fear okay. of trying, fear mm. of doing something new. If you let the fear stop you, you miss out on all needs of opportunity. For sure, for sure. And it, 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 it could be a big opportunity or it could be a small opportunity, but you literally miss on every kind of opportunity when you don't do anything. Right. And uh, let's say you do try and uh, things don't go as planned, like it's not so good. It's, it might be tough, of course, because it's like, oh, I failed. But at least you tried. Yeah. But on the on another side, like what if you do try and things go well? Mm. You know, what if it works? Um you you just say to yourself, I'm so glad I went for it. Yeah. And I think what you gain from it is honestly more than what you might lose from it. Yeah. Again, depending, like if you invest like one million <laughs> in cookies and like no one buys your cookies, I'm sorry. Don't invest one million in cookies. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, kind of consider as well what are you investing mm. in? Start uh, you can start small unless yeah. you know you really believe like I'm gonna start this big. I yeah, mean, yeah. You strongly believe, and you know you have a calculated approach to it. Mm. Maybe go for it. But yeah, yeah, I think trying and stepping out is is way more like you you gain so much more yeah. from that. Yeah. I don't want to keep you too long, so I'm gonna have one last question for you. Sure. What's your biggest lesson so far of 2020? Oh. Biggest lesson. Um, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm sure everyone has, has learned this, mm. uh, but it's how you can make many you can make many plans and schedule so many stuff on your calendar, but it mm. doesn't mean life's gonna turn out the way you plan. Yeah. And and since for me, uh, faith is a huge part of of my life. Mm. It's difficult when you think you're making plans out of faith mm. and it doesn't, it doesn't happen still. Good point. How do you, how do you move forward from that? Yeah. And one of the things that I've just been learning more is the areas where it's like the areas where we fear the most are actually where we trust God the least. And that's okay. yeah. been something for me. It's like, oh, I didn't mm. recognize. I actually was struggling in, with fear in certain areas that I did not see. Mm. And I think it's a whole, like, it's a, it's a check on like, what are you putting your, your trust in mm. or your hope in during this time? Cause you know, um, right now pretty much everything is like tested. You, you know, you can put your hope in your job, but like mm. if your job doesn't work out, what do you do then? Yeah. Um, and so it, it's just been that like, where, where do I put my hope and what are my priorities? Where do I find like my stability in life? Mm. Is it in my work? Is it in my, right. you know, in what people say mm. about me? Is it in Instagram likes? And, you know, even, even that, like uh, ever since quarantine happened, like there are so many people doing, you know, making content and it can be so easy to feel like, ah, oh, they're doing so much more than me. And then, yeah. then you stop, but then, you have to celebrate as well the things in your life that you are doing well with. Like, I'm so glad that I'm like emotionally healthy. You know, yeah. some people are, are really struggling with, with so much emotional weight. And yeah, I'm just for sure. glad like 
I'm, I'm, I'm so, th I mean, uh, just being real, like, I'm really thankful that, um, you know, I can bike. I'm thankful that I yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I can see my family. Um, yeah. yeah. So learning to celebrate as well, the, the things that maybe you've taken for granted. Yeah. So those things. For sure. Celebrate the little things. I agree with that 100%. Um, it's something that there are so many things that we take for granted. Like what you mentioned, like going to my favorite coffee shop. I can't even do that anymore. You know, um, I wish I appreciated it. I appreciated it more um, back yeah. then. Um, but then hopefully when things go back to quote unquote normal, um, we get to appreciate those things more. Yeah. Andre, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Where can people fun. find you? Um, uh... You can find me at my house <laughs> because I'm on lockdown. No. <laughs> uh, let me give you my address. No, I'm uh, I live in this street. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> Unless you want to bring me some food, go for it. <laughs> um, no. So, on, uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Angelic Dumeo, Twitter, uh, Angelic Dumeo as well. And that's pretty much the main things I use now. Yeah. Mm. Instagram, Twitter. Yep. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for being honest in the, the discussion of happiness. I feel like a lot of people need to hear that as well, um, whether it's about cancel culture, fear, yeah. um, whether the boundaries of, you know, second chances. I feel like these are topics that it's just the start. You know, let's I hope that people after this podcast start talking about these things more and yeah. the, the conversation just keeps evolving from here. But I, right. I love this. I love this topic. So, Andre, thanks for coming in. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Also, click subscribe on YouTube if you're here. I'll see you next time.